You're listening to Scribblers Radio. You're listening to Scribblers Radio. You're listening to Scribblers Radio. Welcome to Scribblers Radio. Young podcasters interviewing authors at the Scribblers Festival 2021. This is Hannah speaking with TC Shelley, author of The Monster Who Wasn't and The Werewolves That Weren't. Hannah began by asking TC Shelley to describe a brief overview of her work. All right, so the book start with The Monster Who Wasn't, that's the first one, and it's based on the premise that, well, we all know that uh, fairies come from a first laugh. What most people don't know is where monsters come from. They come from a last sigh. So the premise of this book is that these two events happen at the same time and something, a creature, that's neither monster nor fairy is created from the event. Oh, cool. So... I read that you started writing your stories for your daughter. Can you tell me about her? Yeah, so she was the person that asked me um, when when I came up with the monster who wasn't. We were watching Tinkerbell and she said, Mum, if fairies come from a first laugh, or Mummy, because she was much smaller then, where do monsters come from? So that's why I ended up writing the monster who wasn't, because I, yeah, I wanted to explain to her how it all happened. Oh, wow, that's so cool. Um, so how did you react when your daughter suggested that you should publish your books? Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you the story. I wrote, I, I've written tons of books. Um, I've always wanted to be a writer. It's really that these books that I've written were written specifically for her and I PDF'd them up, you know, turned them into PDFs and read them from my iPad. And we went from reading that and finished the first book. Well, oh, Mama loved that book. It was written just for you. And started on Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. And she said, "Oh, Mum, that's this is really good. Did you write this one too?" I went, "Oh, I wish." And so she's and because she when she was little, she'd lie between us in the bed, and I would read to her before putting her in her own bed. And so I had my husband on the other side, and she said, "Well, what if that book's published?" Because I said, you know, J.K. Rowling's a published author. And she said, well, why is that book published and yours isn't? And my husband went, yes, why? And I went, okay, pressure group here, pressure. And I took the book to my mother-in-law, who's an English teacher and a literature teacher too, and she said, yeah, you actually, you know, you could write a bit. So why don't you try? So I had a very good cheer squad behind me. (laughs) That's so good. We have her to thank for all the great books. Yes, when you see a thanker, she'll love that. (laughs) So how did you get your inspiration for the characters? Is it just from when your daughter said... Well, the the main character, yes, came out of that. But the whole notion, because I go away and ponder things, I think most writers do, I I actually thought, well, if, you know monsters are born from a last sigh you know fairies obviously come from the the good part of us the lightest the youngest the sweetest the most innocent monsters come from the what's left of us at the end um and hopefully and i do say this to people you know try and live your life so that your size are very little so they can only create little monsters so take lots of risks but all of the monsters you'll see in my book, you will find somewhere in somebody's books. Um, you know, I didn't make, I, I mean, goblins exist, ogres exist in um, English folklore, brownies, boggarts, tommyknockers. They're all, uh, you know, I have Baba Yaga and Yama Uba who are basically very similar witch breeds from Russian and Japanese folklore. So I, yeah, so I didn't actually, I, I just, I've always loved 
folklore and mythology. So I pulled in all of my favourites, basically. I went, oh, if I'm writing a book, I'm putting all the ones I like in because it's my book. So that's what I did. So what do you think is the most important thing about being a writer? What's the most important thing? Well, I think it is write what, what, what you love. If you try and write to please a different audience, you'll always, I think you'll always miss it. Um, especially if you're writing, well, this is popular at the moment, because by the time you've finished and you're putting it out there, that phase is gone. You know, like when the Twilight series came out, everybody was trying to write vampire stories. And, you know, by the time, you know, they were trying to get people to publish their books, there were just too many vampire stories out there and people moved on. The publishers moved on. So write what you like. And it's still hit and miss. Um... When, when I wrote my book, I, I got quite a lot of rejections and my agent was saying it's actually not because they don't like the book. They'd say, I love this book, but we already have someone writing in that genre. <laughs> so publishers kind of have their niche. And I got into Bloomsbury just at the right time because Angie Sage, who wrote the Septimus Heap series, had finished her last one. And they said, basically, it's a similar, similar genre, so we've, we've got an opening. So it was, it's almost like applying for a job. You don't get it unless somebody leaves the job. It's not like, oh, I've written a fabulous book, everybody will want it. Everybody will want it if they've got that opening. Mm. So, so don't think that a rejection is actually you're not great. It means we don't have an opening for you just yet, especially if they tell you that because they will. They will say, not for us yet really good try us again in a couple of years and that means try them again in a couple of years yeah, <laughs> yeah. so how long does it usually take you to write a book it takes me a long time to ponder it so I would have pondered the book probably quite a few months but it takes me not a long time to write them because once I have I've got an awful lot going on in my head so it took me three months to write the book and then it probably took me another year to edit it down because when I'd finished it, it was over 100,000 words. It is now 66, approximately 66,000 words. So obviously I wrote off about a third of it. So, yes, I just wrote, 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 wrote. I actually wrote one novel, 90,000 words, in 30 days once. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah, that's my record. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, a lot of people go, that's a really short time. So I know that lots of other people take a long time. I just write it out of my system. It's, mm. That's what I'm doing. So every writer has a very different process. So that's mine. So do you think skills in English and literacy are important to write a story? Uh, I think so. If you ask any writer, I, I think when people read literature you know what's good they think you know those people are really into the craft and into the language we're all into the craft and into the language we all love words all writers even when you're writing a picture book a picture I think some of them have 200 words so every single word has to count and for me I have this deep belief that we, we talk about imagery in language so that's what your mind sees but a lot of sound a lot of rhetorical devices are what that inner ear hears which is why certain paces you go the pace is right so a scene that's fast moving and electric needs short sentences need hard syllables you don't necessarily re realize that as a reader that that's how you've been affected 
But that's what writers are doing. Writers are trying to find rhythm and pace. It's, it is as much poetry as anything else, I think. And the better a writer is, the more they, they, they key into that. So, yes, I think not just literacy, but, yeah, in literature, where you've got to read, 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 read. And a lot of it is quite instinctive too. So writers will be good and they'll know they've got something right. Sometimes they don't know why, but they, they do know. Do you think spelling's important? No. Um, I think if you have terrible spelling, as long as you know the word you're meaning, uh, what you need nowadays, Mark Twain was a terrible speller. Did you know that? He no, was a terrible speller. He had a good editor. But now you don't even need to wait for a good editor. You, you can actually use Grammarly and Spellcheck will pick up a lot of that stuff. So if you are a terrible speller, uh, it's good to make sure before you hand it in to, uh, to, uh, to uh, publishers that you've corrected all the spelling. But you can find someone who will do that. What's probably more important is your grammar is making the sentences run and sound beautiful and mean what you mean for them to mean. That's a bit of a problem. But spelling, yeah, I don't think it's necessarily necessary um, to be a good speller, to be a good writer. Great advice. So what's next in the world of T.C. Shelley? Well, I have a third book that my editor has at the moment, but unfortunately it's not coming out till next March. It's the third in the trilogy. It's coming out next March because COVID kind of put a little bit of a kibosh on my books because um, I'm published in the UK first and so I was supported quite uh, strongly by W.H. Smith and they've kind of gone into dormancy. So uh, they're slowing it down. Because my book, first book did actually quite well and the second book not quite as well. And that, yeah, COVID did kind of directly affect me that way. I, I think other people have been affected far worse. So I'm not going to be complaining. But, yeah, no, I don't mind this delay. At the moment, I, I, I must admit, I ponder a book. I'll be write, editing a book and I'll be writing a book all, all at the same time. So... I'm, yeah. So at the moment I'm editing the last book, but I'm also working on editing personally another book that I've uh, written and I'm writing another book. So that's kind of juggling it. Have to look out for that. Oh, good. Thank you. Please do. (laughs) So when did you know that it was going to be a series? Um, I suspected when I finished the first one, probably when I finished it, I was satisfied, yes, that's that's the end. Mm, uh, No, that's not the end. You know, it was like, yes, I thought that was the end for him. And then probably a week later, I thought, oh, no, 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 we have to do this. No, he has to fix this. And in fact, that even though the first book was actually quite complete when I first finished it, I went back and left a few more open ends when I edited it because I realised I wanted them fully dealt with rather than only half dealt with. Were you excited when you realised that you could write more books? Oh, yeah. No, you fall in love with your characters and they do live inside your head. They do have conversations with you in accent, that mine do. And so, yes, I was very excited. And I really wanted to see how his life ended up. I wanted to see it fully. Um, come together for him so so I'm still looking forward to seeing it in print and seeing everybody else see if they like the way his life has come together so mm. great thank you for coming in today that's all the time we have 
But it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you, Hannah. You're a lovely interview. <laughs> Thank you. That was Hannah speaking with TC Shelley. Remember how Shelley said she once wrote a novel in 30 days? We were still rolling after the interview when she explains what actually happened. Yeah, it was really quite astonishing. And so I pushed, that was the first book, the first complete novel I wrote uh, after Tess was born, after my daughter was born. Before, I'd written novels and they'd been painful, painful. And so three months, the idea of writing a novel in three months was just impossible. And then I had this really bad dream about a baby because my daughter was, um, she was about a year old when I started having this nightmare It's like flying ants were stealing her away. I know it sounds bizarre. And I actually had to just write it out of my system. So I wrote a novel um, which was about these, you know, invader alien ants. And though there was a scene, one of these things flew in and stole the baby. And I had to write to that scene and then write the resolution to that scene. And because I needed to write it out of my system, it took 30 days, so 90,000 with an 18-month-old. I did. I managed it in ninety days, and I knew, I knew I'd broken the back of that belief that you have to sit down and be painstaking over every word. I just wrote the story, and then when I go back and edit it, I can do that and go through each scene individually, and it's done. So I really enjoy crafting the scenes once the scene is basically already there, just for me to model. Yeah. This interview was recorded for the Conversation Caravan at Scribblers Festival 2021. For more stories and info about the festival, head to scribblersfestival.com.au. This is R.A. Spratt and you're listening to Scribblers Radio.